Hello and welcome to the Kimberley IT podcast. Hello and welcome to the Founders Log. That's the <laughs> get, one. Get the right name of the show this time round. Um, this is our regular look back on the previous month. So it's December. We're looking back on, Carl, the month of Christmas. Yep. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was all right. Yes. You I didn't do anything. Stayed at home. It was not much relaxation. So you just stayed at home watching Yeah, yeah I didn't go anywhere. No, no traveling. Yeah, same, same for me, same for me. But we uh, we had some stuff happen in December. Well, not much because it's pretty quiet uh, overall as a month because everyone's winding down. But we did have a, a client decide to leave us in December, which yes, is did, yeah. After it's one of the strangest uh, decisions we've ever had from a client in that it's a uh, it's a marketing agency based in Birmingham who's merging with a, merging with another marketing agency to create a new one. Yeah, um, and. Um, yeah, they decided that they were going to take their IT in-house. We, we never really got a full explain, explanation why they decided to leave in that we had an email from the uh, the owner of the agency that we've been looking after for many years saying how great we were and all that kind of stuff. Um, they decided to take that, that IT in-house. We had a meeting with the person that was going to be handed it over to the IT to look after. He specifically said to us he really doesn't want to look after the IT because he has no idea what, what to do and that he yeah. hopes that the company stays with Kimberly IT when they merge together. But they decided not to uh, stick with us, so I can only assume it's some sort of monetary decision uh, based on the company they're merging with. Uh, from as far as I can see, he's never had professional IT support, so they've got lucky so far and never had to pay for IT support and yeah. probably didn't want to start paying for IT support when they've been lucky for the five five or so years they've been in existence for. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, luck's one part. Other part is that they're not they're not compliant. I doubt any of their clients know that they've got no compliance in terms of data backup and stuff, but of course, because no one's ever asked that of them, they can get away with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and this guy is taking over his job is to merge these two companies it's together which is very very difficult especially when it's a google workspace to google workspace merger it's actually easier to do a, a microsoft to google workspace merger than a google workspace to google workspace um and i suspect they are happen. in a complete and utter mess at the moment it won't happen they won't merge those businesses they'll run three they'll be paying for three licenses yeah three sets yeah. Of data in three places and they'll just carry on like that yeah because there's no way that they would be able to do it because if they, they, they just the thing, if they knew how to do it, they wouldn't ask us to do it. So, they, wouldn't ask for, they wouldn't ask for a meeting with us to ask us to do it. Well, if they knew how to do it themselves, they wouldn't even ask us. They'd just go, uh, you know, we, we don't need to do anything. But they did ask us to do it as a project, you see. Yeah. And that's something that we don't do because in IT, if you get asked to do a project, then you have to put a lot of time in and you never get a return on it financially for the amount of time you have to put in. And then people just leave you and go, oh, thanks very much. Hardly, oh, well, you are. They don't leave you. The problem is they contact you in six months' time and say, oh, this thing you did for me doesn't work, oh. you, and, and and they chase you back down like that. And well, that. Yeah. it would have worked if you had an ongoing agreement that we could have kept an eye on and made sure that you were doing the things you were meant to do and doing it correctly, but you decided not to. Uh, so we don't do that at all because, as you said, it's just not profitable. Maybe people don't get why we don't do it, and that is a really valid reason because of the nature of what we do it changes constantly. Things break all the time. That's why we're in business doing what we do. If we did a breakfast work in a bit of January for you, and then you come back in June and say, "Oh, the thing that you did is broken," that could well be true because of something Microsoft or Google did in the middle, yeah, or something they more likely, or more likely someone one of their users has done yeah, anything like that. But yeah. then. In the traditional sense, like retail, you'll hold us accountable under warranty that it must be us that needs to fix it because we did the work less than 12 months ago, but it doesn't work in our industry like that. The moment it's finished, really, we can't be responsible for any changes that Microsoft throw in the mix 
a week later. Yeah. yeah. And that's why exactly. we do contractual work, retainers, and why we don't do break fix. If anybody listening to this has ever wondered why we don't take the money on that, there's one reason. Plus the, also other the, other, the other reason is that we're committed to our clients who have yes. want an ongoing relationship with us. It's unfair for us to be distracted by doing a one-off project work for a, a company that's not going to stick around when we've got clients that are signed up for some cases multiple years yep. who want to have a long-term relationship. They uh, they should get our dedicated attention all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, And anybody else would expect that if they paid a retainer service too. They were expecting yep. me first, not the person who's just knocked on the door. So, yeah, that went down in December. <laughs> it was a <laughs> most flabbergasting decision of all time that a company's ever made for not staying with Kimberly ID. Yeah, I guess I guess other people may see it. It's a bit like it's a marketing agency. It's a bit like saying, you know what, your marketing's been great. We've been selling products. Our funnel has been really full all the time. We're constantly generating revenue, so we don't want to use you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's the, it's the IT paradox. If uh, everything's working, why am I paying for IT? If everything's not working, why am I paying for IT? Ah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we were right in the middle of that one, for sure. But as, as we said, we, we had a discussion about this uh, only yesterday. I was going that the biggest problem with IT is there's no regulation. So there's like no client's going to know that this company no longer has any way of being certified or assuring yeah. that their data is safe and stuff like that. And there's no way for you to find that out. Um because I, I was saying it should be a bit like uh, food packaging where you've got the, the, the um, traffic lights on them where it shows you how much salt is, red and stuff like that, red, green, yellow. Um, and you should have that for businesses. There should be a regulation where you've got to actually put out, put, publish outside maybe three, four stats like do you have an active backup, green, do you have a uh, security software installed, green, uh, oh. and stuff like that. And, and, and you have this color coding for all businesses to put out that can be verified. Um, it's yeah, it's verified. It's like regulation, isn't it, James? If you go to a child, you go to a takeaway and it's suddenly got one star food hygiene, you don't and it's you know, you don't fancy eat there much. If you go to your accountant and your accountant turns around and says, Actually, we're not I'm not chartered anymore. It's just me doing a bit of maths. You're gonna think, hang on a minute. If your bank says to you, uh, James, we no longer guarantee, we're not part of the guarantee service in Great Britain. If we go under your money goes, all those things you're going to walk away you're going to go i'm not i'm not dealing with them but in our industry or any or in any any company's industry with data they can do what they like and nobody knows and that yeah. isn't unless they're in like medical or something it's not right yeah well we've recently had a lead who got in contact because they need to be cyber essential certified but they've now found out that they can submit the tender yeah. without having to declare if they're cyber certified so all of a sudden they don't want interest in getting their it sorted yeah, uh, that one sort of sticks out a bit sometimes when that happens because then you realise, you know what, this company didn't give us stuff about cybersecurity whatsoever. It just they only cared about what was in their interest to make some money. Now that they can get away with not having the security, who cares? Yeah, you know yeah, what? Most, of your, know. most of your customers would if we told them. <laughs> yeah, no. That's the one thing that we've got great knowledge of. We've got a great knowledge of custom companies you do not want to work with because they're not looking after their data. These are companies that we've spoken to who've decided they don't want to come with us because they essentially don't want to pay any money to get their IT up to scratch or like that one they found out that they don't actually need to do what they thought they needed to do and now they don't really care about the IT or or securing securing clients data and making sure it's safe because a lot of people forget that when you're emailing something sending an email to a solicitor or something like that or a file yep. you're now handing over uh, custody of that file to them to look after and guaranteed, protect it for you guaranteed James the only solicitor is your passport photo for sure that's always scanned in so they've always oh, got yeah. that it's all of that. It's like uh, mortgage companies, everything that wants ID. You've got no, you, you're trusting that they're going to keep that protected and secure for you. This really important data that if it does get out, could cause you a lot of 
uh, problems with ID theft and stuff like that, and you've got no idea if they're securing it or not. The nice thing using Google Workspace is that you can send it in a manner where you can revoke access afterwards. Yep. Uh, doesn't stop them from taking screenshots and stuff like that, of course. But it's it's uh, it's that's, better than it's better than just sending an attachment where you yeah. lose control completely. That that's not really. I mean, you know, there is a multi, little bit of an issue with that, but that's not really the big deal. I read in the register this week that there was a ransomware in a company, and the company wouldn't pay the ransomware. So the criminals looked inside the data, found all the customers, and started contacting the customers directly, personally, and threatening them with physical violence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go back to the supplier and say, pay this ransom, otherwise we'll send the we'll send people around your house. And I don't think anybody realizes that the criminals would, you know, that's a natural progression for them now. They'll just get to intimidation and violence in order to get people to do what they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the uh, that's the thing, ransomware, because when companies fail to pay, they then go after the uh, their customers saying, we've got this data about you. You're going to pay us a step now. Yeah. And they lean and they, some of this now is turning towards they're going to lean on them physically or they're going to intimidate them where they're, you know, they're addressed the children and stuff. And, you know, and that's scary stuff. I'd be livid, you know, if I was dealing with somebody and they got compromised and then I had a criminal come send me something that said they might know where I live and what children I've got. Man, I'd be mad as hell. And this is why regulation needs to catch up. The problem is, as we said, we're full of MPs that don't understand technology, so they can't discuss it because they don't know what to discuss. No, it's, uh, it's... It is shocking, and people might listen to think, oh, we're having a bit of a rant here. But just take take a second to think of it from the perspective of what we just said. And I think you'd feel exactly the same if it happened to you. More needs to be done, and more needs to be taken seriously by businesses. It isn't as if you or I or any other company are asking for a, a prince's ransom, you know, a fortune for this. It's very fairly priced over a year, and the companies we deal with sometimes, they're turning over over a million pounds, and they don't want to put their hand in the pocket for 16 grand a year, for example, something like that. You know, it's penny pinching. (laughs) And it just shows a complete lack of respect for their customers. Yes, that's the thing that everybody bangs on about. I'm so professional. I respect my customers. But actually, there's a big glaring hole for most people out there that, yeah, data, eh, whatever, don't care. I'll lose it, whatever. Hey, we could go on for hours ranting on that one. <laughs> I'll best go on and tell us everyone about the new videos that we stuck out on the YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, some positives. <laughs> I, I only did one video last month because it was uh, December, and it was how to export zero reports into Google Sheets with one mm. click. Yeah. So we've got quite a few accountancy firms, and uh, a few of them weren't aware of it. But there's a uh, when you open, it's not every single zero report. It seems like they rolled it out for some reports and then didn't bother with the rest. That's typical of zero. Uh, but if you open some of the reports in the bottom right hand corner. There's a little export button. If you click on that, there's an option to go straight to Google Sheets. So you, you click on that, and it'll just open your Google Sheets, and uh, the, the report will be exported and formatted relatively nicely. Yeah, good one, that. Good little handy video. Then I did have three separate blog posts. So I did a new, I did updated to one of our blog posts on how to scan documents using the Google Drive app because that's been um, improved. That app now uses yeah. AI to auto detect the page and, and take a photo of it. I actually don't think it's as good as doing it manually. I've been testing it out too. Uh, the auto, the auto one. I don't no. know if it's just because it's. I don't know if it's to do with the phone, but I'm on a Pixel 8 Pro, which has got pretty much one of the best cameras you can have. When you do it on the auto mode, it looks a bit blurry. It's not like fuzzy or anything like that. It's just, it's just like slightly out of focus, ever so slightly. But if you do it yeah. manual mode, it gives the camera a bit more time to whatever it needs to do to focus on it, and it just takes a nicer, nicer shot. So. I still, still, I still flick it to manual mode. You've got to be quick though, because it automatically defaults to auto mode. And if you, if you literally, if you hold it over a piece of paper for a second, it will take that photo. So you've got right. to quickly flick it to the manual one. Right, got you. Uh, and then I started doing a series of blog posts. I've done two at the moment called "A Handful of Settings," and these are just like 
a handful, five settings for our, for Google services. So we've got a handful of settings that you should use in Google Meet. They go over the five favorite um, settings that we like and customers like. Likewise, I did another one for Gmail. Uh, there's going to be some coming out for Google Calendar, Docs, Sheets, Slides, and uh, Drive at some point um, over the next coming weeks. Good. Good stuff. I said uh, you've, you've spoken about this year looking to improve our YouTube channel, continue to grow it, uh, improve the quality of the production that we're putting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just uh, do more all the videos that people like, which is quite a lot of them, apart from this one. <laughs> this, this, this one always gets the lowest viewings, our, uh, our uh, founder's log. But well, it doesn't, because think... no one's typing in the question for how do I do founder's log, are they? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um a, a va- the vast majority of our visitors to youtube are first time they've been on right. there because our stuff is evergreen and it's how to do stuff they yeah. people are just finding it because they just want that video on how to do something yeah I they, they, generally, they do hit the subscribe button some do but the vast majority don't it's hard i think with with the how-to with people doing guides i'd be the same you know if i've looked for something that's maybe like how to lay bricks or how to mix a mortar or something i'm not going to subscribe to a channel even if the video is brilliant because yeah. it just answers the question i need right now and that's all i need thanks i don't, exactly. I don't want any other diy which i quite like actually because it's uh it makes your stuff more evergreen because how to how to lay bricks mm. that's not really going to go out of no, at any point no. in the future or, or change too much what i meant was it's hard to get subscribers like i'm not going to yeah, come yeah. back to the channel going let's watch the next diy video it's unlikely key thing is we've got the we've got over the 1000 subscribers so yeah. we're monetizing them videos now that's right yeah um, as i said december is quieter than normal so we only got in con- only uh, out of the subscribers only 75 of them got in contact mm. with us last month uh, which is down by quite a bit. It's normally in the it's normally in the low one hundreds between normally one hundred to one hundred twenty. So seventy five this time. Sixty five of those got in touch request assistance. How they they want to know how to do something better. And in comparison, only ten needed support where something's not working as it should. Um, uh, uh, of those who sent uh, of those who sent a message for assistance asking how to do something better, forty nine received a response within five minutes. Uh, and uh, get back to work and 16 received a reply and returned to their work within five to 30 minutes so uh, nice and quick uh for the ones asking for support four received a response returned to their work within five minutes and six uh returned to their work within between five and 30 minutes okay so we're proper on the uh, on, on fire that month um 74 contacted us through our unique messaging services and we only had one person email yes which is good. And uh, the following stats that only three subscribers would would not have needed to get in contact if they'd had regular training. That's good. So uh, nice and uh, nice and quiet month, the way we like it. Indeed. Quick, yes, quick, indeed. Quick, quick responses to people who needed to get in contact too. But that's our roundup for December, and we'll be back at the start of February for our January look back. All right. Smashing. Speak to you then. See you later. Ta-da.